you've always been doing g e but how did you get into it? Because when I met you, um, mm-hmm. that's what you were doing. So uh, how did you fall into that role in the industry? Uh, I would say probably by necessity, but this was like back in college. Like everybody was kind of had their own little roles and, and we didn't have like a lot of like really nice lights, but like I had a little, you know, film group team from uh, when I was in college and uh, you know, we would shoot different shorts and whatnot. And some guy was like, oh, I'm probably the best at the camera. And some other people were like, I don't know how to do anything. I'll just act. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I guess I'll, you know, I'll do the lights. So I've always kind of felt really inclined to, to play with lighting. I've always really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. I find it, I find it really creative. We are the Get Realisms Podcast. I am Adam Chase Ray. And I am Christine Chen. And surprise, we're both filmmakers. We get into it by sharing secrets, advice, and gossip in filmmaking. We even get our other filmmaking friends to share theirs too. So please, everybody, join us for an, an ode, ode to, to filmmaking. filmmaking. <laughs> in our fourth season of Get Realisms, we dive deep with our esteemed guests from various film positions for a fireside chat, or rather, a fire watch chat and discuss their perspectives on what goes down in our industry. Enjoy. All of a sudden, I had nothing but audio issues. Uh, that's what happened. Oh, yeah. right before it All the problems. Sounds like a film set. I mean, <laughs> it basically is. That's a whole production, right? With these Zoom meetings. It's, it's yeah. Weird. I prefer right. to do this in a studio. Yeah. If One we're day. up to me. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's like union going union. <laughs> going union. Yeah, have, have like benefits and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Josh, we we operate this like a ultra low budget feature with zero resources and confusion. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Can you guys All hear me time. well? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Cool. Perfect. You can hear us and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You guys sound great. I uh, cool. I agree. <laughs> One day we'll be in a studio, but that's when we go union. <laughs> oh, when we unionize the uh, the Get Reels podcast, that's right. Um, is there a podcast union? There's, there probably should be. No, right? we just we're just kidding. No, no, we're okay. making that up. We're making that up. That like oh, that's that's like we operate at indie level with no mm-hmm. budget, and then like when we when we get to a studio one day, that's sure. like us upgrading to union. Yes, stick yeah, around. We're doing this season um is basically where we try to promote other filmmakers in the industry grinding and trying to make it happen uh, because everybody offers incredible insight into the process and hopefully that insight will help anybody out there who is also trying to hustle and grind and get their shit made to maybe learn from our mistakes because lots of mistakes are made on film sets always no matter how good you are in fact a lot of times even the big sets are have are the biggest shit shows surprisingly <laughs> yeah, I, I fully agree with that yeah. yeah yeah i've been on some of those been like wow this is just as bad <laughs> <laughs> except they're paying you so they don't give a shit how you feel <laughs> at all I was about to say, it's usually like a higher paying job, like those bigger sets. Yeah. Yeah. But they're so like the environment's so much worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, you know what? We're paying you. So like you'll take any shit we throw at you. Right. Yeah. At least least indie sets are like, I am so sorry. You're barely making a living. So like, (laughs) are you happy? Do you like, can I get you anything? Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Big sets are like, fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't care. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Yeah. They're like, we're paying you, so you're gonna take this pain because yeah. if if you aren't taking this pain, somebody else will. Yeah, yeah I ran right. Genie and I had to uh carry some stuff down like a cave once or twice actually, like just like big combo stands, yeah, big wall busters, like an M18. It was oh my god, know. dude. Yeah, oh with those <laughs> lights. Oh yeah. my god. And then run That's cable like... all the way down there. It was super cool. Was Patrick oh Hoy god. on that one? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. Yeah, I asked because no. I, I have known about, but several people have shot in this cave, I believe. So um, I, I think it's I the know. one that's, uh, oh crap, I forget what it's called. I think I'm it's just very aware there. of a cave. So yeah, there's actually a few around Austin. So yeah, you know, it could be any of them, but I think I've done it at two separate ones one south and one um, northwest. Oh, okay. 
So I don't gotcha. what Tim Patrick was working on, but I'm all right. He's a good dude. <clears throat> I think we're for a very long time. I think uh this is the first episode that we we have G and E on, right? Like a like a genie respected uh yeah. crew member on a podcast. Yeah. This is awesome. We've had production designer with Kelly and you know, makeup with uh Roxy. Roxy. Yeah, Jason with sound. Plenty of 80s. Yeah. Plenty of 80s. Matt Stryker. Yeah. yeah. But I mean you'll you'll talk obviously from a producing directing standpoint. Yes. You'll be good at it to get. Um, I'm a big fan of Adoro as well. So, oh, I love Adoro. Yes. Yeah, good people. Yes, yes. Um, so, you ready to do this then, Christine? Let's do it. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to introduce the guest then, Christine? Um. Let's. I'll say. Uh. And we have a guest, and then. <laughs> so you'll introduce him. Yeah. You'll no. You'll introduce yourself. So Me? I'll say, and a guest. No, no, no. Oh. Joshua. After saying that, we have a guest, and then. Introduce yourself and then oh, gotcha. Joshua going. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, All right. ladies and gentlemen, this is it. This is episode 104 of the Get Realisms podcast. Uh, we have a special guest. Sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> my name is my name is Adam Chase Rennie. And I am Christine Chen. There we go. And yes, we're we're here. And like I we were chatting earlier. Uh, this podcast is run like a ultra low budget indie film with zero resources so we apologize if uh no we don't this is how we are so don't don't apologize yeah, this is no, a free podcast we own it we also own it. go ahead and introduce our podcast yes. or our oh. guest uh wow. uh wow. christine <laughs> yeah adam uh yes and we have a special guest so josh please introduce yourself and what you do and all that jazz Hi, uh, my name is Joshua Segundo. I am a writer and director. However, professionally, I do do G&E, but I am trying to be a writer director narratively. Yay. Yeah, I, I feel like in this industry, we all have the thing that we do because we're good at it and it makes us money. The mm. thing that we do out of necessity because everybody shit at it that you know. And then the thing that we do where we actually really love and would do for uh, for free somebody said that there's no sound on instagram that's bad are you sure you sure maybe turn up the phone yeah sorry turn up your phone. i know that's i know yeah. that's really sounds demeaning yeah because there's nothing we can do on for instagram it should just pop up yeah because well i can see the audio on instagram and it, it it's it, it's it's fine oh okay cool it's are we, are we good on instagram can, yeah we're good oh me. josh okay. has no sound can yeah, you guys no hear sound? me now is that better now? I don't know. I guess there's kind of a delay, right? Yeah, I yeah maybe. Yeah, I think there's a delay because I I'm seeing you guys are perfectly fine. Yeah. If okay. Instagram is being weird, you can always. Oh wait, yes, we are. We're broadcasting live on Facebook as well, so mm-hmm. that's oh, cool. via Zoom. So if you want to go, oh, he uh, says now you does great. Okay, cool. Okay. Cool. All right, that sounds yeah. good. We don't want to listen to Josh anyway. Who gives a shit? I'm not a sound person. You know, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Neither yeah. am I. Not my department. Not my, not my department. department. Yes, yeah, where we go. I don't know. Not my department. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Josh, tell us a little bit about uh, what it is that you are about to get into. What are you raising money for? Because mm-hmm. and uh, just a little bit, maybe a log line or something about your project. Yeah. So um, the short film that I uh, wrote and will be directing is called uh, Where Do We Go? Uh, it's an absurdist comedy slash family drama about a a uh, guy who's kind of a fuck up and he's uh re- he's i don't I, I guess a fuck up's kind of a mean thing to say but he's uh he is a recovering drug addict who is uh, given the responsibility to take care of his daughter for the first time in several years he's kind of been removed from uh her and his uh, ex-wife and uh he's given the opportunity to take care of his daughter for the first time and you know in some time um and throughout the process of their day they end up losing her backpack and they need to retrace their steps uh, before her mom comes to pick her up. Um, so it's basically like, I like to kind of say it's kind of like election and like the stakes are very low, but like mm. for the characters, it's very big because yeah. of this guy, you know, it's like, it's not as big of a, you know, stakes as, you know, bigger movies, but it's like a, it's like. a very personal stakes of like responsibility. Um, so I, I think, you know, if he can't get this right, then it's kind of one of those things that it's like, maybe he probably shouldn't be taking care of his daughter. So he really wants to make sure that this goes without any flaws. Yeah. Um, cool. And how did you 
come up with this concept and how long have you been working on it? Uh, yeah, so I think I wrote the first draft of this, I would say about December of 2020. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's been, wow. it's been quite a while. Yeah, uh, at that time, my wife and I had just moved to Austin. Uh, I think I met Christine when I was living in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was, you know, that was 2016, 2017 or so. But we moved to Austin and uh, obviously the pandemic kind of like yep. wiped out my bartending job. Um, so when moving here, I had zero connections, um, and I was just basically door dashing and trying to do any kind of PA jobs on, um, staff me up. Oh yep. God, I'm forgetting what it's called now. That's actually makes it feel a little bit better, up, yeah. but yeah, but, uh, yeah. So I was basically doing that. I was like driving to Corpus, uh, just doing, you know, driving to Corpus to do PA jobs, like paying my own yeah. way to do stuff. Uh, and, uh, and then mostly a lot of the door dashing was around Austin and I kind of started feeling like man, this, this sucks, you know, like just driving around trying to make like a hundred dollars a day, Yep. you know, um, like stuff like that. It, it's pretty rough. And, uh, I kind of started to think like this, you know, it would be so much worse if I have a child and if I didn't have my wife to come home to every night and who would, you know, cheer me up, you know, because yeah. it was, it was very rough to, uh, to do that. But, uh, you know, through perseverance, it kind of really did, um, get in a better situation, but yeah, the story basically comes from, uh, my fears of like, uh, what would my life would be? At, what my life would be like if I didn't have my wife, and if I didn't think that I could take care of a kid, which at the time I definitely would not have been able to. Yeah, um, um, I think you speak about something that I think a lot of filmmakers go through. Um, it, it's extremely demoralizing. I would like to say that I also did DoorDash. Not many people know about that. I did too. Yeah. Yep, I did lots of odd jobs. Um, I think the thing that I enjoyed the most was WAG. So I walked lots of dogs. Nice. I still do that. Uh, I, I yeah. enjoy that. Mm -hmm. um, I actually do that for like fun now. But um, yes, yeah, so uh, it's always like the first two years when you commit to doing it, maybe even three if you're not lucky, um, when you're like trying to get into the network and make the connections and stuff like that, that's super rough. And it's, it is like making just a couple hundred bucks but like <clears throat> it sucks it makes you question why you're doing it it makes you question if you're ever if you're any good at it and stuff like that and mm -hmm. so i totally feel for you on that um on that aspect so yeah yeah, yeah it's pretty universal feeling i would say and i feel like there's in those first like two years i think yeah like at, at this point i'm like two years in doing genie um but it's like you try so hard to like make the connections and you, you kind of like that line is blurred where it's like, oh, I, I've met a lot of people to where like I'm trying to meet a lot of people, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, you totally. kind of just realize like, oh, I just know a lot of people. And now I I have a lot of friends in many different departments. So it's, uh, yes. now that you establish yourself in G&E, right. you can seek more mm -hmm. connections. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 I'm in that transition right now. Um, I moved to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm for the purpose of like trying to meet new people and stuff like that and expanding sure. my network. So it's, I'm back to square one again. It's like the weirdest feeling. So, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, cool. Well, uh, so how did you get into, uh, you've always been doing GE, but how did you get into it? Because when I met you, um, mm -hmm. that's what you were doing. So, uh, how did you fall into that role in the industry? Uh, I would say, probably by necessity, but this was like back in college, like everybody was kind of had their own little roles and, and we didn't have like a lot of like really nice lights, but like I had a little, you know, film group team from uh, when I was in college and uh, you know, we would shoot different shorts and whatnot. And some guy was like, oh, I'm probably the best with the camera. And some other people were like, I don't know how to do anything. I'll just act. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I guess I'll, you know, I'll do the lights. So I've always kind of felt really inclined to, to play with lighting. I've always really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. I find it, I find it really creative. Yeah. So you went uh, to film school. Kind of. It's okay. So I went to a program in, so I'm from uh, Mission, Texas, which is like a border town of Mexico. Okay. So there's a campus down there called UTRGV, uh, which has a theater slash film program. Okay. It's like they're both, both of the departments are together. So um, it wasn't great. Uh, I would say like, like our lighting class was lighting for stage. And I was about to say, to say like, it's a lot of yeah. theater production, right? Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't very helpful for film. I actually moved from there to San Antonio to go to school there. 
Um, and then, and there, I, I was a digital communication major. And I, there was like, you know, editing classes or whatnot, but then I showed up to class and I was like, oh no, we're editing papers. So I was basically an English major. So then I just, <laughs> dropped, out. I just dropped out fully uh, then. But yeah, but when I was, when I was at my first uh, university, I, um, uh, you know, I kind of met other people, like-minded people who wanted to do film and we just kind of did things on our own. Um, yep. so, so yeah, I mean, that's basically how I fell into, I wouldn't really call it film school. Uh, we never really had like a cinematography class even. So it was kind of like trying to just yeah. figure it out by yourself. What was the first project that you did in film, in, in film, like your short or whatever? Oh, my TV? first, yeah, my first short, um, <clears throat> I was a senior in high school and I made it in my in my house and it's basically okay. uh, a complete ripoff of the movie adaptation by Charlie Kaufman. Wow. I yeah, love I, that movie too. Me too. Yeah. It was like it's very it's very cute little thing. I saw it like a couple months ago and uh you know it's it's like poorly shot and poorly but you know oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh but it was fun. It was like uh I think the the concept That's is like awesome. that uh my school teacher gives me an assignment to make a a um a video about a certain object and in and then i make a video about the difficulties about making a video about a mug and then the video you're watching is a video that i turned into my teacher really yeah so that was like the the silliness of like uh of my first short film but i did that when i was a senior okay um, how many years yeah. ago was that now 10 like exactly 10 years ago Man, that's oh really? Wow, that's about right. Wait, you graduated twenty thirteen? Twenty thirteen, yeah. Yeah, me too. That's crazy. Oh, fucking yeah, awesome. Twenty seven, twenty eight, around there. I'm I'm twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to be. Yeah. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that feels like forever ago now. Yeah, that's that's so weird. And and like it's interesting that that you mentioned that though because like I, I I I wholeheartedly agree that like lighting is is sort of like there's a creative element to to all of it and did that like call to the did that creativity call for you to then write this uh film that you're crowdfunding like was that sort of like did that come to you via working on so many sets and you just sort of like have the frames already in mind of what you want to shoot for sure and then, and then you just execute it by writing it and then you know, storyboarding yeah. it because like you have like a thorough like crowdfunding thing going on too. Like you. you have storyboards, you have, uh, you even have sources too that I want to talk about. You have um, references to films on indie films that I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I love these films. This is crazy. Cool. I want to talk about that in a second. But um, it's, it, you have like a thorough vision on this that didn't like come to you super fast i assume like everything just sort of like cultivated from like you being on set one day on a smoke break or a, a lunch break mm -hmm. and then just like huh maybe that's actually kind of cool you know yeah i mean i would say definitely a lot of ideas have, have definitely come from working on set and I, I think more more of them being like logistical like you know i'm sure we've all worked on shit shows so like yes being on genie we tend to get like the short end of the stick like i've had to carry sure. stands up and down stairs like i think we i don't know if this is before we started recording but like down caves and stuff so like <laughs> uh it's it's been really great discussing things with the with the dp for the short because then not only am i like hey here's what i see in my head but i'm able to be like this is how i would light it because mm. this is what this is how i feel like would make the most sense so i'm not going i'm not like a director who's showing up and being like this is what i envision figure it out I'm kind of like this is how I think we can do it, and this is how I think we can execute it. Also, this is where the grip truck, grip grip truck can be. Should land. <laughs> yeah, this is where it should land so that we can yeah. be easily accessible for everybody. Exactly. So that we have parking for that. Hair and makeup has a department. Rest, you know, restrooms. All of those logistical stuff because, you know, working on set, uh, there's been certain times where it's just like, oh, I wish we had this, this, and this. So yeah, yeah, it's always that's always fun. Um, I don't think I've. Uh, besides Grace, Grace is GE. Yeah, uh, Adam. Yeah, so Grace, I don't know if you know Grace going, but mm -hmm. she uh also directed uh short and all that stuff. So it's always, I always find it very interesting to meet people who are directing, writing, but have the core fundamental values of being on set because right. it runs so much smoothly. Because it's like these are all the things I wish would happen on these other sets that I know went terribly wrong. 
and I'm going to make sure they don't happen on my own sets. For sure. Um, so that's, I don't know how that is literally not a requirement for directors because they should be. Um, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've met people who go like, oh no, I'm just a director. Like I'm not. Oh not my on set. god! I've yes. dude, that's crazy because I've it's been on those sets worst. too. I don't understand that yeah. logic at all. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I I I hear um I'm just a actor's director. Yeah. Like, uh, like we joke about oh that's not my department but i sure. mean like there's there's a respectiveness going on when it comes to like making sure everyone is getting equal treatment and getting the fairest fairest treatment you can possibly get for sure solving it logistically yeah you know what i mean and it's so crazy how it's like you you sometimes look at the locations manager depending on who it is and you just see them and you're like buddy and then you ask some questions <laughs> like, yeah, this is like my first or second set. And I'm like, mm, mm, it shows. Yeah. <laughs> Very sure. Right. Yeah. Now well, we that... have no parking and grip G and E has to like hike up like a mile to, yeah. to lug their shit back and forth. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it necessarily should be like a requirement for people to be on set, but it helps a lot. It helps, it helps a lot. So you save much. a lot of time yeah. figuring that shit out. Time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be, there's going to, you know, there's going to be hiccups. Like, obviously we haven't shot anything yet, but like, I know that there's going to be hiccups, but it's like sure. minimizing that as much as we can, like yeah. getting ahead of any sort of issue before we even start. Yeah. I think Absolutely. that's the beauty of um, people who have worked as crew mm -hmm. who do decide to direct, write their own stuff is that they have a understanding and appreciation for most people's positions, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they're able to plan around for it in a way that directors that don't have that um, cannot. Uh, so I guess like that's interesting because uh, when I and I'm, I want to ask you because obviously I, I am an a AD and so I can't write without thinking about those things like as mm -hmm. an AD and producer mm -hmm. when I'm I, I wonder I wonder if you think this way. Creatively, this limit this is this a positive limitation, or what are the cons to it? Because there's people who just write as, uh, uh well, Camille's like this, Adam, but he she's getting yeah. better because she's getting more. She has more experience now. But like, just write and let their mind run wild, and don't give a shit about how much it's gonna cost, like the logistics of it and stuff. I mm -hmm. get it, like. Sure, your your creatively runs crazy and the sky is the limit. But I I write being like I have no resources and this is what I need to do right. to be able to get this made basically. Sure. So what are your thoughts on that? And and then maybe the process for your current film. So, ooh, that's interesting. So my writing process is, uh, I I basically just go about my day for as long as and I, I don't like I'm not that kind of guy who's going to sit down and write a page a day okay uh, like I think I wrote the first draft of this thing in like three days but it's okay. been it was it was stewing wow. in my head for for like two three for a while months. I was yeah. just like figuring it out in my head before I even put it to paper okay um and and that's to say the first draft I, I, I don't know I've lost count as to how many edits and changes I made but I will say uh the first draft I go in fully creatively without any limitations cool. and then I reel it back or I condense um, so something really interesting about this script is that the first draft is 28 pages okay. and it's at 16 right now. Great. Okay. Wow. So there's, yeah, like a lot of it's been, I wouldn't even necessarily quite say it's a been, bit. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even necessarily say it's been gutted at all. It's just condensed scenes have been, you know, put together. Yeah. Like different yeah. things like that have just been really shaped. And I, th I think it's just um, such a, yeah, it's just tight. Like, and I, and I think that's really the thing. And so obviously I think rewrite, writing is rewriting. Like I think yeah. I, I fully agree with that. Um, but yeah, I think the first draft was just write as much as you can. And there's been certain scenes that I'm like, maybe this isn't necessary and we'd have to yeah. go out of our way to get this shot. So let's just cut it. Yep. So there, there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, yeah. But the nothing, logistics definitely came out after. Yeah, nothing cuts the script faster than when you start to produce it. Yeah. And then you're like, don't need this because that's going to cost this much amount of money and doesn't add does it but it's nice because um that's i think that's the beauty of indie filmmaking is that like 
you have to think in those terms. And so by the time you get to shooting, in theory, you have the absolute minimum that you need to shoot to tell your story. And there is no fat mm -hmm. at all. Um, so, and you will continue to think about that when you're on set as well. Like sure. in, this, in this comfort of uh, no, no weather problems, no angry people and stuff like that, you've cut what you think, but the moment you're on set, shit will just go. I cut so much stuff when I was on set being like, just cutting in my head. Do you edit out of curiosity? Uh, yeah. So I think for this, I'm going to be doing the assembly myself and then I'm going to okay. have an editor come in and help me out with like making it. Yeah. Good. But you, you obviously, cause <laughs> in high school, you said you, uh, you did edit, right? Like, yeah. Well, you said yeah like I do. Papers, but, okay, cool. But yeah. I think that's another skill set. I think that directors who edit, like, you can just write on the fly. Editing mm -hmm. to me is another writing tool. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah movies are made in the editing room. I, yeah. I fully agree with like, you know, name any movie and if you just edit it differently, it's a completely different movie. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So. That's how I wrote. Uh, how I learned to write was really through editing, was through um, having written something, filmed it, and then in the editing room, being like, oh, I could have rewritten it better this way and cut mm -hmm. it this way. And then being like, this is how I will need to apply to future writing things mm -hmm. uh, about stuff. So um, cool. Well, it's, it's fun always to talk to people who didn't start by directing. I think when you went in, was directing and writing always the forefront? Or was it like, oh, maybe I'm interested in this because I see other people do it and I can do that and I'm interested in telling certain stories. Or were you, because um, like for me, directing and writing was always number one. Mm -hmm. I fell into everything else for the opportunity to support directing and writing. Um, but I know lots of actors who are like, no acting or some other job was my priority. And then while I was in it, I had an idea and now I'm foraying into directing and mm -hmm. writing. So what would you say your journey is like? I think, I think for me, it was definitely directing first and foremost. Okay. Um, I just wanted to like tell stories, mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't, I wouldn't really say my, my initial approach was like writing. Uh, I feel like I, I see story very visually, but I, I, yeah. I don't necessarily want to be a DP who's telling other people's stories. So like, I just want to like, I wanted to tell my own stories, but it was never, it never came from writing. And I think I would describe myself as a writer who, sorry, I'm a, I describe myself as a director who writes, not a writer who directs or I'm not a writer director. Way. I'm the same way. Interesting. I'm, I'm That's a, interesting. And I think that the, the separation is like, I will direct anything. Like mm -hmm. if someone gives me a streak, I will, but I will not write for somebody else to direct it. I, I, I write so that I can direct basically. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, how has it been because navigating your career and being able to make a living, um, how have you been able to continue to remember that your first and foremost goal is directing while you're trying to make a living and have life and all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough. Um, I think the last short film I did was five years ago. And that was before I would, I mean, I was still a bartender then, like, I would do things yeah. on the side, but I was still, you know, I had a day job. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when getting into it in 2020, 2021, uh, you know, it's been kind of tough to like, make sure that you that the things get made. Um, yep. Just because it's not to say it's like, uh, it's easy to get distracted, but it's like, you know, the money's nice. You're working yep. on professional sets. You're working yeah. on really nice gear. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's just kind of reminding myself. And I think, I think really what it is, is just like watching a lot of movies. Like I, I still love narrative. And I think maybe it's the fact that I don't necessarily work in narrative as much. Mm. Uh, Cause I, I mostly only do commercials and music videos. There um, we go. Okay. So it's kind of like working with that. And um, and still wanting to hold on to narrative. I, I've done like I worked on a, on a feature this past year. I've worked on a couple of shorts, mm -hmm. but nothing to the degree of like my full time job is narrative. It's it's mostly commercials and music videos. So I think I think it's like being on set, but kind of yearning for the narrative, but wanting to do it for for myself. Yeah, yeah, it is so hard. I think uh, 
talking to different people who, because you have to make a living. So I think there's like, as a director, I always ask, that's always when I meet a director, that's the first thing I ask. I'm like, how do you make a living? Because I'm mm-hmm. always trying to figure out like, how do I direct full time? Right. Um, that's like, because if, if not, you're, you're making money some other way, you're either crewing you know, or you have a day job of some sort, you know, bartending or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm always fascinated about that. And, and, but on, when you're juggling all that plus family or life and stuff like that, then like, how, how do you, I mean, that's, you said your last short was five years ago. So it's like, how do you keep that love and um, just remember like, to not be shackled and by the golden shackles of money mm-hmm. and all that stuff and remember to go back and and take the pay cut and spend the money and actually mm-hmm. you're losing money to to make your art it's 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 purely from the love of the yearning and mm-hmm. the love for 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 directing and, and art and it's it's hard it's tough it's yeah. I, yeah I think I think I would definitely say like yeah, my last my last short film that I you know wrote and directed was five years ago, but I, yep. I kind of don't mind that it was five years ago in the okay. sense that like I enjoy making something when I feel like I have something to say. Cool. Mm. So I like I'm not I'm not the I'm not a concept writer where it's like oh it would be cool if, you know there's this guy who travels back in time and he you know yada 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 like mm. it's more of like how am I feeling like I said like this story came out of my fears. And I think my yeah. last one also came out of my fears as well. Um, so I, that's how really how I like to write. It's like, what am I going through and how can I tell that right. uh, visually and, or, or through a story um, that other people are, are probably probably going through. Um, so I, I kind of feel like I, like I said, I, I'm not a writer who just like shows up every day. I'm going to write. It's more of like, I feel like I have an expression that I need to make yeah it's now time to do it and and maybe my next thing won't be for another 10 15 years who knows but i i just know that like when i feel like i have something to say i'm gonna say it and that could be you know at the end it could be december you know what i mean it could be 10 years from now so it just it just depends on on when uh when that inspiration strikes but i i would definitely say that's kind of how how i keep myself motivated is is not directing for the sake of directing but for when i feel like i have something something to to say yeah mm-hmm. okay um i have one big question which is um because you know what it takes to make a film how does that affect you when you're on set on other people's projects so i i because i think crew that have just only been crew i, I get it it's a job but like you you are more empathetic to the production problems mm-hmm. if you've been on production side mm-hmm. um it's it's a it's not necessarily a good thing uh but i can tell when like i'm dealing with crew who are like okay yeah i make my film i get like this food isn't the best like but i get it this is the best you can do and they, mm-hmm. they tend to not complain very much but crew that's only been crew they complain so much you know type thing and i'm not saying like this one it's just how it goes so like how has it affected you as a crew member on set having been on the other side you know yeah um i i think i don't know maybe and i i I feel like i am very empathetic like i i go into shoots knowing what i'm walking into yes Um, like i did a i did a two days on a on a feature this past year and uh, I was best boy grip on this and uh, the key because the key asked me to jump on because I was just day playing yeah. and at the end of at the end of the shoot he's like dude I'm so sorry I brought you on this is such a shit show and I was like dude, you have nothing to apologize for like yeah I, I, knew, I knew I knew that it was an indie feature I knew yeah. that they were gonna have us do I don't know like four six different <laughs> scenes in a yeah. day yeah. with so many different lighting setups like yeah. I knew what I was walking into you have nothing to apologize for like I I get it um so I think that's definitely how how I approach it. it's just understanding what I'm walking into before I get on set correct 
Yeah, I, I think we've had this conversation multiple times. In oh, we've had this season. plenty of times, especially uh, me working in the art department. I've yeah. had plenty of art directors like pull me to the side and be like, dude, you really did me a solid. I'm so sorry. This is fucked up. I'm like, listen, like you texted me like, hey, can you jump in on a set dressing thing? Yeah. Like there's no money. Bring yeah. your toolkit, bring your bring everything, whatever you can. And then come over, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, no, I, I know exactly what's what's going to happen now yeah. are the expectations you know set to the bare minimum every single time probably but sometimes you surprise yourself you get onto those sets that are like actually like ran for the most part smoothly you know sure. besides maybe some dips and stuff but yeah. yeah no that's just kind of the way it goes like whenever yeah. you hang yeah. on to projects like that yeah, yeah. and i think that the the because uh, this is a podcast about filmmaking and I like to educate uh, is for people who are getting into the industry. I think that's the biggest thing is know what you're walking into. And if you do, don't complain when you agree to something very much knowing what you are supposed to be walking into. That's the quickest way to not get rehired for anything is like, if I tell now, this is now if I'm like, oh, this is a you know big budget commercial, and you go in and they're like paying you nothing and feeding you pizza. Okay, you have yeah. every right to complain. But if it's like, dude, like we're gonna go camping and like it's you know six day weeks and overnights and we have zero money, and you're like, fuck it, give it to me. You I better not fucking hear you complain on set because you knew what you walked out to. I didn't yeah. I didn't hold a gun to your head. And so you have to do this set, right? So I I think that's a big thing for anybody else out there listening who are like, oh, I want to get into film and how do I be a good crew member or whatever. It's ask lots of questions when you can prior to getting on set. Make sure this is something that you're going to commit to. And then if you're going to commit to, no matter how much you're being paid, you have to treat this the same way as something that you're being paid five times the amount of money because you agreed and committed to it, you know? So yeah, you agree. So yeah, now you, you have to kind of, I mean, it sounds bad, but it's like, you kind of have to suck it up at a certain point. Exactly. Or don't take it. Yeah. yeah. Or don't take it, which don't is perfectly fine too. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I guess, mad. yeah, for sure. I think yeah. what, what I would definitely say is like, if someone asks you, are you, are you available this day? Just don't immediately say yes. Say what for? Yes. And then, and then right. understand, understand I say what you're going to walk I said, yeah. Yeah. maybe depending, and then then I asked the questions. Yeah, yeah. how many yeah. locations? What's the budget? Will I have this? Mm-hmm. Yada yada yada. Are they overnights? Are they splits? Yeah. So exactly. like, yeah, you need to yeah, you need to know that. Do it's your research be... exactly, and then when I'm on there, if shit goes down, I have to be like, I did this to myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. And then yeah. I'll go and commiserate with my colleagues. But I'm not going to try to make the producer's life miserable unless it's a safety issue. That's a little bit different. I think there's, oh, oh, I, I will put my foot down for certain things, mm-hmm. safety issues and not going by certain rules that are expected of a film set. You know, yeah. like if, if we're going 15 hours and you don't give a shit, I'm going to say something because that's safety. Yeah. Everything yeah. boils down to safety. I agree. Well, yeah. yeah. If, if something's not right, then yeah, you gotta you gotta just put a stop to it. There's no yeah. there's no way around that. Yeah. So, well, so I guess my that. second part about it is that like since you the last thing you made was five years ago, how excited are you about this? And uh who do you got on board? And like how do you think you're gonna feel when when you are on set and you've raised and you've raised the money, you greenlit it and everything, and and you're ready to go. Oh man, it's uh, it's it's very. I, I just want to make it. So yeah, super super exciting. It's been uh, an idea that's just been stewing in my head for the last two years. I kind of just it's just the same. Like it's just been in my head, mm-hmm. and I just really really want to put it out there. Um, I'm I'm like uber uber excited. I just. Do you have dates it. committed already, or mm-hmm. pet, yeah. when are you uh? When are you shooting it? How many days? What's your final budget? If you are allowed to say, yeah. um, how big is? Yeah, crew? I was about to say if what he can say I... all that stuff. Yeah, so we are. Um, 
our dates, we have a couple deposits down, so we're kind of locked to these dates already. Uh, March 24th, 25th, and 26th. So it's nice. the week right after South By. Okay. Weekend, the weekend right after we South By. Wait, when's South By? Um, the uh, 11th. The, the 11th, 19th? yeah. Okay. I'll be in Texas. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. So cool, uh, cool, cool. Yeah, it's the weekend right after that. Uh, we have, so we have um, one day we're in an apartment all day. Okay. Okay. Um, day two, we are doing um, a bus station office and a mm. school pickup at a church. So we already have a deposit for that. We kind of we're consolidating two locations to one. Okay. Um, and then we have a, a diner that uh, closes at three. So we're going to get in there after four. So we're going to own it, which I nice. Own, that's the best. Sick. Yes. That oh, is awesome. Location. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the last day we have rented out or we have a deposit down for a city bus rental. There's like this party bus thing in here in Austin that has yeah. a city bus. I don't know why, but they just have a bus that just looks like a city bus. Wait, Probably really? because film. Yeah, yes. somebody. Uh, yeah, probably someone's like, you know what? What's interesting. Coming here, if we have this, then we can rent it out. That's probably right. right. So, yeah. so we're we're having a full day with the uh, with the bus. That's kind. Of, that's fun. We've shot. I've shot. Uh, one of my. Yeah, I'll be third. Third shot yeah. was we had we shot with a bus. It was in Louisiana though. So, um, oh, I saw so that's that cool. shot. That was a really good one. Thank you. Yeah, it was yeah, uh, the was that my third one? Yeah. So that that I remember shooting in a bus. Mm-hmm. It's wild and it's fun. The um, one with the with the crib, yeah. Yes, the one. Yeah, with the crib, yeah, yeah. The yeah, I really liked it. Yes, yeah. I really liked that one. Yeah, that was. I think that's a lot of people's favorites. Is that one? I still love it. I still, I have intention to make it a feature at some point. But I was so burnt out from doing that. Plus the the academy qualifications and all that stuff that I was like, I am more than just this film you know like i might do something <laughs> <Gotcha>. else <laughs> yeah 10 films later i'm like maybe i should make that <laughs> it's time um, to revisit yeah. yeah time to revisit that so um i'm i'm very excited for you um to be able to to make your your short so how so let's bring up the screen again for the crowdfunding uh let's yeah. talk through to people why does it cost what it costs and what are you raising funding for and uh, a little bit about the background so that people will feel bad for you and donate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we are trying to raise twelve, uh, $12,000 um, okay. camera equipment, um, you know, food. Uh, yes, food. We are trying to do uh, rental. I, I like the locations is, yeah, we have that for $2,500. Okay. Uh, which is a lot, um, you know, obviously I'm not getting paid at all, yep. uh, but yeah, catering, uh, props for the art department. I mm-hmm. want to make sure that Genie, camera department, sound, all of them are getting paid cast. I want them to get paid. Um, so that's really, you know, it just kind of adds up. It adds up yeah. pretty fast. So that's, that's really what we want. And then obviously we have like, I think we have a thousand allocated for a contingency, mm-hmm. um, just in case, you know, we never really know what's going to, what's going to happen there. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we have, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really a lot of, a lot of those stuff. I'm, I have multiple incentives that I, I'm actually really excited for. I have a, I'm helping okay. a guy move on the 11th. So I put that, Okay. Like, I will help you move. Perfect. Um, well, you donate yeah, your I saw that. as well. Yeah. Um, yes. Tell what are the incentives? Let's let's say a few. What are your big ones? So yeah, I have that one. The where like it's called. We you know where are you going? And it's like uh, since you're helping helping us out, I'll help you out. I will help you move. And then I put a dumb little thing: exclusive meet and greet with the director, where he helps you move. Um, <laughs> Love it. And uh, yeah, that's for four. I will crew on your set for a discounted rate for four fifty, nice. which is oh yeah, which is a discounted rate. Yes, it is definitely a discounted rate. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that more people take that on. Uh, yes. I have a. I will name a character after you. I think there's a guy who says his name is said multiple times. So mm-hmm. I'll put you in. Uh, we have an Easter egg thing for a hundred dollars. That's like I will put a photo of you in the film somewhere or any photo yeah. that you want. Of that's anything. fun. Yeah, okay, maybe it's okay. like, uh, maybe it's your business. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll put, I will put a f- sticker or a photo of your business in the background, like, uh, yeah, like, uh, what's his name? Michael Myers and Mike Myers and, uh, oh God. Baby driver? No, no. What is that thing? The movie where he has the Pizza Hut. 
it's it's losing me completely. Like he like looks right at the camera and he's like, mm, very delicious. I have no clue which film. Oh, was that from Awesome Powers? No, no, no. It's with uh, it's these two rocker guys. I cannot believe it's like escaping my mind right now. Oh, oh my God, Wayne's World. Wow. Wayne's yeah, World. Yeah, yeah, yes. Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That, that took a minute for yeah. sure. <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah, it's like product placement. Like I will yeah. do that. Yeah. I'll do, That's I'll do right. Oh well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have you know studio headshots that I'll I'll shoot. I'm gonna rent out a place. I will write mm-hmm. you a postcard um yeah if you want to jump in and to be a a producer you know you could definitely do that um i think with that it comes with like everything involved like i will take your headshot i will do i will work on crew for you yeah Uh, you get anything you know for those so yeah i mean i'm just trying to i'm just trying to get hustle uh, hustling yeah yeah guys work for basically for free if i can make my thing my thing yeah i've i've had certain people tell me like Oh, I feel bad, you know, hiring you for a lower rate because I feel like I would be taken away. And it's like, no, 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 I'm trying to invest in myself. Like, I want to yes. make this thing happen. Yeah. Um, so, like, you can pocket the money. I don't care. Yeah. Like, just I just want to make this thing happen. I want to. I want to make my movie. Yeah. 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 That's that's. Those are some good deals, guys. Especially that crewing one. Um, help a filmmaker make their film. I mean you'll get the satisfaction that it is going directly to something that is a technically a legacy, you know, like years from now you will have produced someone's film. And, you know, if you have that on your bucket list, you should check that off. And, and I mean, as a filmmaker who has gone through, I've gone through crowdfunding twice. Um, it is really hard. And yeah. I will always remember every single person who, has donated because it's it it is extremely special because at that level literally every bit is affects the film every little bit has a direct impact on the film it's not like a multi-million dollar film where you're like they're just bleeding money everywhere and don't know where it's coming from it's like whatever and their crafty table is like the cost of one film indie film it's like every single little bit matters. So guys go and donate. Um, we have, we're going to have a link in the. Uh, yeah. I just dropped it in the Facebook comments too, but right. it's also going to be in the description as awesome. well. So yes. um, please. Yeah, totally. Yeah, of course. I, I think as filmmakers, we have to, uh, part of the reason I wanted to do this was we have to support each other because it's, um, there is a pie, right? And if we yeah. think that the pie is so small and we have a scarcity mindset, then it will stay that small. But if, but the thing is what a lot of people don't know is that pie can actually grow and the only way, and the pie can get bigger. And the way to get bigger is if we are mutually supporting each other because this is what happens. You hire somebody, they make money and they make their film. And when they make their film, they go hire more people and then everybody wins. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's how, how it works. And so, yeah, I, I know there's a million projects out there that, and we're all broke as fuck well, cause we're in film and we're all making our own films. But, um, <laughs> so this is, this is the way we can support is yeah, I really hopefully, appreciate you, hopefully you know, get the word out to whoever, and maybe somebody out there will be, um, interested in funding uh, a film because this is important guys this 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 is what builds um people's careers this is not just josh's career but like the people who are involved in the career mm-hmm. that, that they can make a living and, and everything and um they make a living they go make their films so it's just mm-hmm. um yeah crowdfunding campaigns it's annoying but it's a process and we as filmmakers appreciate those that uh, donate their their time and resources so that we can continue to live this stupid dream of ours yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you know we can we can work on commercials we can work on other people's stuff for forever but if yeah. we want to make you know our we all came into this with our joint with our, with dreams and dreams. we want to make it happen um so yeah we just gotta we gotta help each other out. we gotta support each other so we can get there yeah so um let's see here so three day shoot right mm-hmm. and 
you how many how much crew do you have how many crew i think we're probably going to cap off at about 15 people that's good yeah, yeah. 15 crew. so dp uh two acs uh we're going to do one-on-one g and e because my ad is also a part of genie okay. uh, or at least comes from genie so yeah, you know, yeah. if he can help i can help as well um if we really need things to be done quickly uh about three people in art um geez i'm so bad at math mm -hmm. uh yeah maybe about two pas which i believe are going to be ut students we're okay. helping them out with like school credit from what i understand yeah um and then we have a sound person uh i think that's i think that might be it we have a onset producer mm -hmm. uh, and then a script supervisor and i believe that's it and then the actors so okay. I think with actor, with cast and crew, about 15 people. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's a nice, nice size. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm keeping cast pretty minimal. On minimal. This. I think there's like six main roles mm -hmm. at most. And, you know, some people are only there. So for skeleton crew, pretty yeah. fair amount. Yeah. Where everybody does everything. That's, yeah. yeah. You try not listen, to, but, but I like those sets too. Mm -hmm. You know, it depends on it depends on the like how big the set or how small it is. But like I've I've worked on a few shorts as like just regular like um art department, just like sole art department. It and you know it it, it get does become stressful, especially depending on the scene if it's very prop heavy and stuff like yeah. that. Um, which you know I'm I'm heavily traumatized by like dinner scenes still you know? so i you know i i try to uh steer away from dinner dinner scenes and stuff but mm -hmm. you know if it requires it I, I will do it no matter what you know mm -hmm. but you're gonna you're gonna catch me screaming about it afterwards for sure <laughs> well well it's funny it's funny you mentioned a dinner scene because there is a scene in a diner where a but that's fun work. though that's actually yeah. awesome because there's so much you can dress with a diner mm -hmm. than you can with I know it sounds very strange, but in my opinion, I feel like with a diner, it's so much more, I don't know, like just a little more rustic feeling with, mm -hmm. with, with film and it's synonymous with film, especially to me, mm -hmm. especially with some of the references you pointed out, like after hours and stuff like that, love like hours. that's kind of the vibe that I love so much. Yeah. And so, you know, with a normal ass, like dining hall, home dinner scene feels mm -hmm. very like, rudimentary there's like only really like a couple of ways to do it in terms of dressing it mm -hmm. but with a diner it's like it, it's almost like a it's like a, a freedom of of like because it's a period piece mm -hmm. can be or it could be absolutely modern you know yeah. what i mean it works it's it's like a it's like a time capsule diners mm -hmm. you know well what i was gonna say well i was gonna say real quick about the uh about the dine the the dinner scene or, or the scene here that takes place in the diner and yeah I know i've heard a lot of people talk heavily uh about how it's like really annoying to keep having to eat yeah yeah. Uh, yeah we actually yeah. only have uh the little girl in the in the film she takes one bite of her burger and she doesn't like it so i Perfect. wrote that i nice. wrote that logistically where it's like i don't want her to have to do this over and over and over again no. she'll still have, have to, to do it burger. she'll still yeah. have to do it like five different times yeah. but <laughs> But at least she won't be eating the entire time throughout right. it. Yeah, exactly. you only need yeah. like five or six burgers, and then you know, and then call it a day, reset yeah. it every every shot, and then yeah. we're good. Yeah, yeah. It's just one bite in each burger, so she should, you know, it should be fine. And yeah, a lot of things like that were all logistic. Yeah, yeah. What is um? I think we're about to get hit that time, but um, I have one. Well, question. I have I have a question as well. Right, we each last. Yeah. So my okay. question is. Of all your scenes, what are you most scared about? And what are your more, and then what are you the most excited about from your, what you're about to shoot? Um, interesting. Okay, I, could, could it be the same scene? Is that possible? Yes, totally, totally. Okay, so we have a scene uh, where the, the father and the daughter and a third character get mm -hmm. kicked off of a bus. Okay. And they get kicked off of a bus in uh, near downtown Austin. So I need to record a, I uh, have to have that bus drive around a block mm. as they're leaving it. So that's a really complicated shot. And they're coming off the street onto a sidewalk. Mm. So, uh, and it's at night. Oh no. So uh, okay. it's a pretty complicated shot. 
Uh, luckily, this is one. This is the shot that I was telling you earlier, where it's like I have this in mind, but I know how I want to light it, kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've already talked to my DP about it. Do uh, you guys have walkies? Uh, yeah, I believe I believe so. So Ben from Maduro, I think he does. He has his own yes. company, Picture Ready. Yep. For production supplies, so I believe they have walkies. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, because you're gonna need that for yeah for street stuff. Yeah. So okay. it, yeah, luckily, it's, it's like too. yeah. It's uh, well, it's like on uh, East Fourth Street. So okay. It's, it's like by Native Hostel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm aware okay. of that area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the area that we'll be shooting in. So we we just want a bus to be driving around there while they walk off the street. And also, obviously, we have a child, so we want to make sure that this is completely safe. So they yeah. walk off from like I don't know two steps off the street onto the sidewalk. Which days a, is this on a weekend or this is what a time? Sunday? This is our last shot of the day on okay. a Sunday. What time? Like at eight or nine p.m. Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. No, it's, I think it's possible. Yeah, and go ahead and uh, share the uh, location details too with us if you. <laughs> no, no, please don't, don't do that, don't do that. That's, that's oh, the worst thing you said, can do. I already said. He already day. said. Oh crap! I already told well, him what day we're shooting it. Ish, well, no, I mean, it's it. not like you're giving them the full respective address, you know, <laughs> no, you're, 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 you're not. So that's, that's fine. Just don't. Yeah. That's as far as you can in terms yeah, of doxing no yourself. <laughs> you don't need to dox yourself <laughs> even further. Bleep it out live. We're yeah. alive. Uh, <laughs> bleep it out. It's fine. He is definitely not shooting there. <laughs> not, that's not where I'll, that's not where we'll be. Christine has a knack to just like go ahead and just be like, oh yeah, yeah, just go ahead and give out all your call sheet, yeah. please. You know, like <laughs> no, I but the thing, that. the thing that I wanted to ask though, um, was the references. Uh, mm -hmm. so it's interesting that you pointed out uh this one of my favorite Safety Brothers film, Daddy Long Legs. Um, okay. I am a huge fan of that film, and I totally can see the vibe of of or, or at least the scope of just being, you know, isolated in a crazy expansive environment, you know what I mean? And just feeling that isolation, just like, I got to take care of these kids. I have to like, I have to watch over them, like, because they're, they go all over the place, you know, they're, they're everywhere. Um, and you also referenced, uh, uh, after hours as well. So like with these references, do you, um, clearly you're a big fan of film and, and filmmakers and indie film in, in general, do you like with the vibe of the film, is it, is it like one of those things where um, you like you, you watch these references and then you're like, okay, this is top down exactly how I want it. Or do you already have that in mind? And then you um, just reference those films for, for anyone to just like really like come back to because, it. Yeah, yeah, picture it because like that's that's how I do it, especially like like I'm writing a, a a feature script right now and it is it is daunting, but the amount of films that I'm watching that I'm like counting in like my ever long list of of reference films, mm. um, I circle back and I watch through them and I'm like, oh yeah, that's why I, I thought about this frame. Like I didn't even think about this to be, you know, mm. you sort of like connect the pieces. Did you already have that in mind or did you watch After Hours or Daddy Long Legs and we're like, oh, this is genius. <laughs> I got to have uh, this in, in the short. I think I think I actually wrote the first draft of this without having seen After Hours. And then I okay. saw it and I was like, this is exactly awesome. what I was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, or or to, to an extent, not necessarily like the story. I mean, like After Hours is about a guy who's like trying to get laid and he just like gets into yeah, like ridiculous right. situations. But it's like- Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but it, it's kind of in that vein of like- um you know, this, this dad loses his daughter's backpack and needs to run yeah. around. And then like every turn that he takes, it's just like his life might just fall apart fully. So it just, it gets increasingly more ridiculous and more mm. out of hand. And it's basically like, you know, is this person going to give up or not? That's right. It, that, that reminds me of, of this other film. I'm not sure if you watch it. Uh, it's called Mikey and Nikki. Yeah. I love that movie. That sort of reminds me of the same thing, just like how Peter Falk is trying to watch over John Cassavetes' character because he is just like on the brink of just like, you know, trigger falling warning, apart. killing himself. Yeah. Right. Like he's just trying, he's like falling apart and Peter Falk is just there to just take care of him. And then he's just aloof and just wants to do whatever the 
monkey he wants. And then he gets himself into so much trouble. And also those bus shots are great too, because you really see it's like very intimate, I guess, with the bus, because a lot of, a lot of scenes that I realized that like with bus scenes, you really get to know the character, not only on an intimate level, clearly because of how close you have to be to the profile Mm -hmm. of the characters, but like how in depth they are and how willing they're willing to just like, like let all their deepest secrets just kind of go, you know what I mean? And uh, it's the same thing for Mikey and Nikki. Like you just, Mm -hmm. you sort of learn, John Cassavetes' character and why he's running and what's his motive and like like it, does he want to escape from this? Does he like is he like interested in this cat and mouse game? Does right. he want to be caught? You know, like what it what's the end game here? And you sort of learn that with that scene. Um there's no particular question with that. I just I just wanted to shout that out. Yeah, and, it's, a great movie. <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's a phenomenal movie, but like yeah, it reminded me that. of that with a description of like you know, this film and whatnot, especially like referencing daddy long legs. It's just, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm, I'm excited to, to see this short, you know, like, uh, yeah, like everybody's got to, well, support independent filmmaking period, end of story. But like, right. especially when it comes to shorts, like in how creative this is like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta support your boy here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's going to get weird. Like, when it, when like when I say it, like after and, and a lot of it's actually coming logistically like I will uh I'll say this like I have a friend who's playing seven or eight roles and oh. a lot of them a lot of them are like extras yeah oh like he's okay just in the background for a lot of things or he has speaking roles and he interacts with them at multiple times and it's just completely never going to be called you know upon as far as like logically but then logistically it's like I don't need 10 extras if I could just have this one guy no yeah yeah. do a lot of things in different scenes so so in in that sense like things are things are gonna get weird i mean um and and it gets it gets out of hand and and i'm very excited for things to just to just show off how absurd the story is but at the same time it's a heartfelt story about a guy just trying to be a good dad and trying to not yeah fuck up that's cool yeah we're we're excited for you and we really hope that people out there will donate to your kickstarter uh your seed and spark uh, we will have the link in the description in the IG. Can you in the IG live? We're going to drop yeah, drop we'll the drop link it. there in the comment yeah, or uh, in well. the description. Yeah, yeah. And so um, guys, support indie filmmaking. Uh, that's how the pie gets bigger in this industry, and how all of us. It is a job, so that's how we get to continue to work on our dreams to be able to work in the industry because it is a pipe dream. And to be able to um, continue to create awesome stuff for you guys to watch. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we're excited to see when it comes out. So, we'll, I'm sure we'll do a follow up of some sort. Of oh, I would love to. I would love yeah. to. We, we have I'll, to. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, Support I'll love to share some films. stuff with you guys earlier. Yeah. You know, earlier than we release it, I'll probably send you guys some Yeah, you'll have to sh- share. Oh, your, for sure. Your success. Yeah stories and you're like shit i learned this yeah. the hard way stories because there's a lot of those yeah. always once and, it gets greenlit because it will uh yes. we'll definitely we'll definitely meet up after and we'll do uh we'll do a follow-up after you guys watch it maybe that might meet that'll that be, be fun yeah really dude fun. i would i would love that. to do a reaction especially uh oh man uh, I would love to do a live reaction with with the podcast, but we'll we'll figure it out in a letter. Yeah. Later That's time. tricky. <laughs> it's very tricky. Yeah, but I, I would love. I always thought that would be interesting to do that with the filmmaker. It's almost like a commentary. It's basically like a you For know sure. like those yeah, DVD commentary. commentaries. You know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah. Well, I I mean this could be a suggestion. We do one after we shoot it. Uh, so we talk about the the, the difficulties or, or what we learned throughout, and then, yeah. and then after go. it's after we'll it's do fully that. released, we can do a. We'll talk through about the film itself. That's perfect. Yeah, because done I think that's done, the part Josh. that that you can learn the most from is like what not to do, and yeah. how to apply it to your own future sets for those who are wanting to direct or make movies yeah. and and whatnot. This is how it's done on the yeah. ground zero. There is no magic answer. This is how you are able to work and continue to be in the industry and create your own stuff. You literally scratch each other's backs you work your day job or um your commercials and your 
your music videos, they save up the, your freaking money and you get your friends together to work on your, your film. And that's, that's what, that's the way it's done. You learn from each other. So there's no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. And I've had to say that time and time again, for many, many people who are just getting in being like, what, what do I do? You, unfortunately, it's so simple. You literally just have to figure out how to get your film funded to make it. For sure. And funded doesn't necessarily have to be money, but funded means you have the resources to make your film. So, For sure. well, good luck, friend. Thank you. Good luck, Josh. Yes. And we'd love to uh, have you back. Definitely. Yeah, I'd love to be back. Yes. Thank you so and, much for having me on. Uh, of course. So, what podcast are we on, Adam? We oh are, well, yeah. Yes. I, that was a per. I was going to get to that segue, and then <laughs> she she has to direct the, the entire I'm sorry, episode. I'm Ladies and me. gentlemen, this it has been the Get Reels podcast. Uh, if you thought we forgot, this is the Get Reels podcast, and not slinging the book. You're wrong. We are. So get your books today at getrealisms.com. Um, because uh, we we love the podcast, we love you, and you should support the show. Get yourself a T-shirt, get yourself a book, get yourself a poster. I mean, what are we doing here? Come on, yeah. like just it's get it together. Yeah. Support indie film. Yeah. Go get to real. Josh's exactly. crowdfunding link Please. is going to be in the description. Please donate. Uh, it's gonna. I mean, you're supporting independent filmmaking, and this is a rad story that needs to be told. So, let's get that ball rolling for Josh. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, that's it. Facebook. That's it. Instagram. I got nothing for you. I'm out of podcast and I have to pee. So Me it too. is what it is. See <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Goodbye now.